Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low-intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Oh yeah, welcome back everybody to another episode of the DFS Podcast here on Rotowire, sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Pizapia, your host for the evening, and of course our guest analyst tonight is the original Todd Father. Forget you, Todd Frazier. It's Todd Zola, that's all I know about. How you doing, Todd? What's happening? Like I need another nickname. You got a lot of nicknames, by the way. Which, none, which of which, is- none of which I gave myself or asked for, but you know... Got people telling me it's good for marketing, so I just go with the flow. Well, look, you know, I, I, it's fine as long as other people are giving them to you. It's when people make up their own nicknames and try to no force comment. other people. I don't like that. I don't no like comment. that. That's fine. I, you, you don't have to comment. <laughs> Everybody listening, they know. They know. You and me, we just put our names out there. People want to call us something else. That's, you know, <laughs> as long as they don't call us late for dinner, that's all that matters. So uh, let's talk a little all bit right. at the top before we start uh, picking apart some players. Have a little BVP conversation. There's some people that think it's overrated, some people that don't. Me personally, I think if there's a large enough sample size of success against a pitcher for a hitter or likewise vice versa, I think that means something. I mean, I think anyone who played the game of baseball knows that there's some guys, whether it be arm slot or pitch selection, whatever it is, there's something sometimes where you just feel more comfortable in that box against certain guys and you just rake against them. Or certain guys just feel like they can get that one hitter out all the time. I'm of the mind, if there's a good sample size, say 20 or more at-bats, that's something that I do pay attention to. Do you think that there's too much stock, not enough stock? Where do you stand on the BVP argument? All right, so your you're, 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 uh, splice is 28 bats. That's what you're saying? I think 20 like, at-bats is, okay. uh, is a good sample size. I think when you get on, you know, if it's only 10, I think that's, eh, I don't know. But if you're looking at 15, 20, guys who face each other in the same division or year over year, I think that's something that you find a little bit more reliable. Okay. What, what's your well, threshold? Uh, there isn't one because, quite frankly, uh, there is no – you cannot prove BVP, okay? I, I agree that there are some batters – that are more comfortable against some pitchers and vice versa. But the, the sample of data needed to show that it's the case, A, is a lot 
lot, it's, it's closer, to, it's in the triple digits of at-bats. And what you're doing then is you're spreading it out over so many years that some of the bats are just meaningless because we're talking about different players. That doesn't mean I don't agree that there are some pitchers and hitters that have better success. All I'm saying is then you can't judge it by the numbers. It's just as likely to be a fluke as it is to be a fact. So I'm of the mind where it doesn't I, – I don't, I don't use it and I don't ignore it. I, I mean, I, I just it's – it's not a factor for me. I'm not going to – you know, to me, the, the, my biggest issue with BVP – of the straw man arguments that some people use that say, well, you know, you, obviously it exists. No, it, it doesn't. It, it, it exists, but you can't, it's not, uh, it's not predictive. So, you know, if you want to use it, I don't think it hurt or, or hurt or helps you. I like to use it as a means to fade guys that, or, or the other way, if a guy has a terrible BVP against a pitcher, I like to use that guy because he's going to have low exposure. So I'll use it for my in, in exposure situations. But, and when you say exposure, you're talking about obviously GPP play, right? Not cash yeah. games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I, if I'm looking for a low-owned guy, now I'm not going I mean, to take um, you know, a crappy lefty hitter against Clayton Kershaw. But if other things about the matchup are intriguing, the platoon, the platoon advantage, the park, uh, something to that effect, if there's other reasons to, uh, to think the matchup's good, I will go with a matchup that like sort of, you know, we call it reverse BB, BB, BVP, whatever you want to call it there. And I will fade hitters that other people are probably on because of the BVP. So I'm not, I'm not out here saying that there aren't hitters that don't enjoy an advantage over a pitcher or vice versa. What I'm saying is I don't know it for sure. So for me, it's not one of the check marks that I use to choose my lineup. How about Santa Claus? You believe in Santa Claus? I, um, I believe, well, first of all, I uh, believe in Hanukkah Joe. But uh, <laughs> but the point being, you know, I also believe in I also believe in whatever floats your boat. There you, you go. Know? There you so go. If uh, if, if you know that, you know, if if you're comfortable, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. So well, I like the point you I made, Todd. I, I like the point you made about the idea of sometimes if somebody has extraordinary numbers, you know, maybe that's something where some ownership numbers might go up, and that's a guy you fade, or vice versa. Maybe a guy that has terrible numbers, I got the guy. Maybe he's there's an opportunity there potentially to go against the grain and make a little bit of hay. And I think that's certainly interesting. So let's get to the slate. Sure. Uh, we've gotten early games, uh, a few of them. One so far looks like, uh, by the way, as well in Cincinnati, looks like there could be some weather, excuse me, Cincinnati at Pittsburgh could be some weather issues there. So keep an eye on that as the day unfolds. Uh, but look, you know, I've talked about this with every host so far last week. This is going to be our daily troll of the San Diego Padres. And tonight they are going to be, with Mr. One Jared Weaver in Colorado. <laughs> now I know the ownership's going to be high. I don't. I, think, I find it hard pressed to believe that you can put a cash game together without Colorado Rockies in it and somehow be successful. So let's talk about that strategy right off the bat here. Sure. Let's go right to the Colorado thing. Now I'm looking at that. You're going to need some cost savings, and we'll get to some of those guys. But am I right there here, looking at Jared Weaver and going, "Hey, you've got to have some sort of combination of some Rockies bats in there because." It's just, I mean, it's just too good to pass up, right? Yes, but on the other hand, how 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 long will Weaver stay in the game? That sort of thing. I, Even better, I, right? I, how long will Weaver stay? Let's get well, some uh, soft underbelly. <laughs> well, well, we'll see. They're not they're not as soft. The point being, I don't stack in a cash game, no matter how good the matchup is. I will want some exposure, but I won't really stack. I won't have four Rockies in a FanDuel lineup in a cash game just because 
I only need to do is get above that line. And if something goofy happens, you know, I, uh, I, I still get some help from otherwhere. I, I, I do want some exposure though. And I think that there's some high price players for exposure. I'm sure we're going to be talking about some uh, swerves from, uh, from Colorado. So I think there are other areas to look for GPPs, but sure. You know, I think you have, you know, a Blackman with the, with the matchup there and, I don't think you can, uh, you know, with Weaver on the mound, I don't think you're worried about platoon. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with throwing an Arenado in there as well. Those well, you also guys. got a, a low cost, I would say, Gerardo Parra for 3,400, also a guy that's very reasonable. Yeah. I think DJ LeMahieu at 3,400, also very reasonable if you want to have some shares of it and you don't want to break the bank necessarily. So that's the bottom, obviously, the pitcher, you know, situation here. Jared right. Weaver is clearly the guy to target. But there's another one too, Willie Peralta in Toronto. Now, I know yep. Donaldson – you know, has had that injury, so we'll keep an eye on that one. But right. still, going into that ballpark, you got to feel like Toronto bats have to be in play tonight, right? Yeah, what I actually I sort of mentioned it, so I kind of, you know, talk about it. What I'll do in a GPP, if I, and I, I don't see an actual all-out stack, uh, an, uh, an alternative stack, uh, pivot stack. I do see a couple of mini, thing called mini stacks, where right. you get two, maybe three players on a team. And Toronto is a team to look for in that regard. You know, with Peralta. Now, Peralta, you know, Peralta's one of those guys. Velocity in general is weird now because of the new way they're measuring it, and we really can't tell. Yeah, we talked about that on the show, yeah, on our show the other day. Yeah, yep. Yeah, what's new, real, what's not. And he's showing a little bit better velocity. But you know what? He's still Willie Peralta. So definitely going to target some Toronto uh, some Toronto sticks there. Yeah, there's enough third baseman out there that you don't have to, even if Donaldson's hurt, I'm not worrying about him. But uh, you want you want a piece of Toronto against Peralta for sure. Now, working from the bottom up, if you are looking to stack Rockies and going through there, for me, the one pitcher that stands out to me is Dylan Bundy. And I know people are going to say, oh, you know, why would you do that? But, you know, he's coming off a really good start. That Boston lineup is still kind of trying to figure it all out. Who's sick? Who's healthy? Who missed a plane? I just feel like they're a little out of sync right now in Boston as far as that lineup goes. And for me, I think the way Bundy, Bundy performed in that first outing at 7,200 is good enough where I think he's going to be very competitive in that game if you do want to go to the Arenado-Blackman group and go all the way up there. To me, I think he's a viable one. Is there somebody else in that mid-range that you also think is viable? I, I mean, well, I mean, yeah, to talk about Bunny, usually people say the Red Sox lineup is sick. Well, this time it means to. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's insane. Yeah, um, I, I, uh, I, do, I don't mind Bundy at all for, those, for the very reasons you mentioned as far as the uh, – I don't like him in cash, but he could be the GPP pitcher that, that you're looking for. Um, it's, a, it's a really weird slate. I think anyway. I mean, I, 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 I'm on, I'm on Jay Happ actually. I, I'm warming to Happ, as as he's, Milwaukee's got some strikeout potential in that lineup. I know they're going to be using the DH in the American League Park, and it's a good park. On the other hand, it's it's actually a downgrading park from Milwaukee. So if I'm looking for some strikeout upside, I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't mind Happ. I think a lot of people will be on Robbie Ray, and I think I don't want to call it a mistake, but the thing you got to remember with Ray is San Francisco doesn't strike out, right? And you want those whiffs. So I, I'm not, and he's really, really, you know, not really, really cheap, but he's relatively cheap. So I, I don't know there. The guy that I... Well, I mean, for, for me too, I mean, I'm looking at James and Tyon, and I know the weather could potentially yeah, be an issue. Yeah. But I think that's actually something that plays into your hands in tournament play because sure. in the GPP world, there will be some people who will be afraid of that. And if you're doing multiple lineups, I think that's one where you're going to have a low ownership percentage. People are going to be afraid of that weather concern. And if he should pitch fine, even if there's, you know, if there's a delay or short delay or no delay 
all of a sudden you might have a great value there. You look for strikeouts in a lineup. Cincinnati has strikeouts in that lineup all over the place. So for me, I think Tyon's another one of those guys just like have $500 cheaper, but certainly out there. Let's go to the top of this board too. We got Carlos Carrasco at 9,900, Cole Hamels at 95, Gio at 89, and Matt Harvey at 87. Now, Matt Harvey is an intriguing option because it looked good in that first start. Now, I understand the strikeout numbers weren't there, but the location was. I watched that start, and to me, I was very impressed with him hitting the spots, which is something that he has struggled mightily with over the last year and change. Is that enough for him now to get you excited about Harvey in the cash game world at 8,700? I mean, that's kind of a value from where Matt Harvey was a couple years ago. Yeah, well, if we're talking cash, I, I kind of like Samarja $100 less at home against Arizona. I'm more really? Than, Even though that Arizona yeah. lineup has looked pretty good so far? Uh, it's so far, but it's, it's, it's AT&T, and you can't, you know, we talk small sample sizes. They're not that good. They're, you know, a lot of teams have looked good so far. I, the thing with Harvey, well, Philadelphia is not a, not a horrible place to pitch. Um, it's actually okay for – well, good for home runs, but for, for scoring runs, it's actually below average. So that's not so bad. The thing with Harvey, I mean, you know, seasonal play, I'm worried about long-term. On a start-by-start basis, you know, as long as he's healthy the day he's working, you know, he's capable of, what, a seven-inning, 11-strikeout game, right? So sure. I, can, I, can, I, can see, I can see using him for sure. I would have to take a look at some lineups before I went – choose i know you know we're trying to tell people what you know whatever but one of the things you guys should do is look for lineups before especially making your cast game decisions between samarja and and harvey i think it's a coin flip for me i'm just safer for cash game i just so much prefer home field especially when it's at&t so that's kind of a comfort level for me Fair, fair enough. Now, Drew Pomerantz, the last one I want to mention, too, because, you know, Pomerantz struggled mightily last year when he made that change over to the American League, and I, I see there might be potential there. You know, Baltimore's got a pretty potent lineup there, and as we transition to the catcher, the one guy that stuck out for me besides Real Muto, who once again is, I just continue to think, is grossly undervalued. Uh, on the FanDuel pricing, I look at Wellington Castillo at 2,800 right. as another guy that you could throw in there, a catcher with a good matchup lefty-righty there. And, uh, I mean, the guy's got pop. We all know that. So, I mean, is that a guy that you would target as well in terms of trying to find some value at the catcher position? Oh, absolutely. I mentioned many stacks. One of the one of the places I'm going to look uh, is is Baltimore versus Boston. Uh, we'll, we'll get to it a bit, but you, uh, Machado is a good swerve from Arenado, things like that. So, yeah, absolutely. And looking at the catchers, I mean, you mentioned Rio Muto. Uh, I guess, you know, just to spot his in the order, um, Castillo sort of, I mean, I, he's a lock and load for me. I don't care what the exposure is. Sometimes, you know, the, the price being what it is, I'm not right. going to you. He's lock and load. I go from there. Right. Sometimes the chalk is okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, it, it's, it's chalk because there's good theory behind it. And I think people get lost in that sometimes. They're trying so hard to, to beat everybody else by being different that they forget to field the best lineup that they possibly can. And I think that's a well, giant trap sometimes people fall into. When it's that when it's that low a price, like what it does, it avails you plenty of salary to be, you know, contrarian elsewhere. Right. I mean, I, I you know, if it's a four thousand dollar chalk, you know, maybe I go elsewhere. But because of the everything, he checks checks the not he's not at home, but Fenway's not a bad. Yeah, place. well, Fenway ain't bad. Last time I yeah, checked. Yeah, exactly. Now, as far so as guys who are four thousand too, you mentioned four thousand dollar players who might be chalk. Who I actually don't care for tonight is Mark Reynolds at four thousand. To me, I think you can find a lot better value at first base and paying up for Reynolds, even though he's gotten off to a hot start, which is right. no surprise to any of us. Uh, I'm looking even potentially too. you know, as much as you like Jay Happ, I have to say I'm, I'm, I'd be shocked if Jesus Aguilar is not in that lineup, especially with the DH 
as Milwaukee right. travels to right. Toronto, right. and he's just twenty three hundred dollars. I mean, he is the proto- I mean, he is the perfect fit if you want to get some exposure right. in that Colorado game. Yeah, yeah, I don't like uh, I don't like fading first base, but this could be a night to do it. I, I'd like Freddie Freeman a little bit higher against Dan Straley. I'm not convinced yet that Straley's the guy. You mentioned Willie Peralta, Kendrick Morales is a place to go. And I know you mentioned Bundy, but I guess if you're going to go cheap, yeah, you had it right the first time with Aguiar. But Moreland against Bundy isn't a bad play either. No, yeah. Look, look for me, Aguilar, I look at him as a guy that I, I believe that... Yeah, if you're uh, going to go cheap, he's the guy to go with. Well, right, exactly. At 2300 the return on value is... is, is yeah. you know, the floor is so <laughs> so decent enough, I yeah. think, already. And and I like that Brewers lineup, too. I mean, I think they can do right. some damage. I really do. As, as good as Hap has been, I think there's been times where you look at the XFIP and you look at some of the other numbers on Hap where he kind of dances around a little bit and somehow weaves in and out of trouble. Uh, and maybe the ERA shouldn't always be quite as good as it's been in you know the last year and change. Let's well, go over the second base. We talked about DJ LeMahieu already. Dozier is the top of this uh, group at 3,700. Then you go down to uh, Daniel Murphy, 36, Villar at 35, uh, and Altuve at just 35 too. Now Altuve is going against Miranda here, and I think we all know historically how well Altuve hits lefties. I know he's gotten off to a slow start. But isn't Ariel Miranda just the guy to get Jose Altuve get going? Yeah, he, well, it checks the boxes. Absolutely. he's. On, I mean, if you want to pay up, he's on the list. I've actually got a guy a little bit lower I like. But, no, absolutely, um, uh, Altuve, you know, he's going to hurt somebody pitching, pitching-wise fairly soon. And, like you said, why not, why not Ariel Miranda? <laughs> why not Ariel Miranda? I mean, really. Uh, I mean, not? what kind of name is that, an Ariel? It's a, that's a mermaid name. That's a man's name. I, I, all of last year, I was writing Angel Miranda, and it, just because it sounds better. That would have been yeah. better. That's yeah. even better, too. Yeah. What about Devin Travis at 2,400? We talked a little about trying to you know, yeah. chase Willie Peralta a little bit. Is he part of that mini stack that you have in mind? He, yeah, I'm not worried about the head in this at that point, just because, first of all, it's not there with Toronto. But sure, Devin Travis would be in play if I go that way. The guy I like in at second base is Cesar Hernandez. I know yeah. it's Harvey. But what I like there is, you know, Harvey, I need, you know, we need to see the control. Hernandez is a sneaky OBP walk guy. And when he walks, I don't, I don't know who'll be catching for the Mets, but there's a pretty good chance he'll be running if it's Darno or some. Uh, so, and Harvey controls running game a bit, but he's not great at it. So uh, we don't think, you know, steals are almost one of those things that they're more ceiling than floor. But if you get a guy like Hernandez that can walk and, and steal a base, I actually call that floor. So for 2,600, I don't mind Hernandez going against Harvey. Yeah, I think the stolen base guys are typically really just underappreciated in the daily format. I mean, the Velars, the Perazas at times, I mean, those guys don't get enough credit. Everybody's looking for the bombs all the time, but sometimes it's nice to have that that strong productivity right in there, especially when you could target a guy like Darno. Over to the third base side, I'm sure Nolan Arenado's $4,900 salary is still going to be very highly owned all over the place. Uh, I have a hard time building a lineup without him. I just, I just do. I'm just, I'm sorry. Jared Weaver yeah. is just, you know, I, I just, I, I can't get enough of it. I, <laughs> you want third? I think the the key with third this uh, tonight is you want to pay up. We're talking about. I mean. I yes. mean, we can find a cheap guy if you want, but I think I don't think it's worth getting cute. You want it whether you you know take Arenado Weaver if you do want to score Machado Pomeranz. Well, that's the other one too. I mean, yeah. the other thing I will say for a thousand dollars less, you get Machado, and I don't know if that's any worse of an of a situation. So the right. one thing I will say, if you're looking to get a little, you know, if you're still doing Colorado and you want to get a little bit of strange in there, take Nolan Arenado out of the equation, swap him with Manny Machado, save a grand. 
and put it elsewhere and see what kind of lineup is a secondary lineup you could do. To me, that is a very nice, tricky move that you could do. And the position right now is kind of rough because you got Donaldson with the calf. You got Adrian Beltre banged up. uh, You've got Todd Frazier off to a slow start. So kind of these usual suspects of what we thought was a deep position outside of Miguel Sano. It's kind of been a slow start for these guys. Yeah, I'll take. I mean, I'll take Seager over Seager against Musgrove. If you want to stay in cores, there's nothing wrong with Solarte and uh, and Sensatelli either. If you want to go on the other side of that that uh, that matchup, absolutely. Well, so, to, and tonight so far, I know as we're recording this right now, it's not a whole lot of scoring in Colorado, <laughs> no, and is. that's and that's not going to last very long. I'm just, I just, I got this feeling, Todd. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Some intuition just tells me that. Uh, let's right. hit over to the short stop. Trevor Story's at 4,100. Lindor at 38, having a great start to the season. But the guy I want to talk about, you know, we just talked about Altuve, but the I'm looking at Carlos Correa, and I, and I know it's been a good start. Right. Sort of a quiet one from the power department. Another lefty-righty matchup to me. I know it's in Seattle, but, I mean, Carlos Correa is such an enormous talent. and this And right now, this is another position that's, a little banged up with Trey Turner, Gene Segura having a hamstring issues, that cold right. wrist issue. So there's a lot of issues here. And I look at Correa as a $3,800 investment where I feel pretty good about him as well. Yep, like Correa, uh, you mentioned the headedness there. It's, it's not a, the Houston stack isn't bad. I'll, uh, I'll go down to as Drupal Cabrera against Clay Buckholz too. I mean, yes. he, uh, that's actually, to me, it's not quite the lock and load that Wellington Castillo is because, as you mentioned, there's a story and there's a Correa that you can go with. But uh, I suspect I will have some exposure to Mr. Asdrubal Cabrera going against Clay Buckholz. That day, what's it, that's in Philadelphia. That should be fine uh, as far as you know, power goes for, 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 for Droobs, as we like to call him. I love it. The Droobs. I've, that, I'm a Mets fan, and I've never heard him called the Droobs. Well, maybe that's just my partner, Lar Michaels. Everybody else calls him. <laughs> Something else, but uh, yeah, that I, sounds I, like a nickname <laughs> that Lore Michaels would give yeah, someone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Droobs, and he's a big fan. So we, uh, teams we, we teams we play together. I'm pretty sure that if we don't get Brandon Crawford, we're gonna get Droobs. And I did <sighs> 2900 against Clay Buckholz. You know, Buckholz won the rotation spot. We'll stay, you know, see if he can stay healthy. Uh, but you know, he's uh, does not. He, no. you know, I'm, not, I'm not fearful of of Cletus. Nah. No. <laughs> He's a step away from uh, some Jeremy Guthrie at this point. I think yeah, we're all. Well, by the way, can he get another start? I'd love to see him uh, kick the mound again. That'd I be mean, great. Look, some of these, some of these Twitter lemmings that are just <laughs> flipping over. What a great call it was to stack against Guthrie. This just in. It wasn't a great call. It was obvious. Stop it. There's some good. There's some good analysts out there, but come on, you don't have to suck up to someone that told you to stack against Jeremy Guthrie. Come on. Were they right. sucking up to you, Todd? Is that what it was? No, no, no. no, no. Just in Jeremy, you know, whatever. You know, how, That's true. I don't, I don't think that takes a lot of ingenuity to yeah, really, to, you yeah. know, Jeremy Goffman. Although, the other thing we learned pretty quickly, as we remember, once we, the, the season starts, somebody out there called every home run that was hit, and somebody out there called every good game that was pitched. This is true. Yeah. So, anyway. That was deep, man. You just went to the uh, bottom of the barrel on that one. Yeah. I like well, that so Yeah, you, you got me in a mood, I guess. <laughs> I prefer you in a mood, in case you didn't realize it from Todd's mood, baseball is here. So don't get stranded on first base without a Rotowire subscription, and don't miss out on this great offer. Make your first deposit on FanDuel today, and you'll get a free six-month Rotowire subscription. So go to FanDuel.com slash Rotowire to claim it. And you must be a new FanDuel user in order to be eligible. Users may only establish one account on FanDuel. That's FanDuel.com slash Rotowire. All right, let's head to the outfield now, Todd and... 
break this down. We've got, obviously, Mike Trout, as always, at the very top. Mookie Betts, Bryce Harper coming off a good night at 4,800. Charlie Blackman at 45, which I got to say, I'm all I'm over. A, I'm a little surprised it's not higher. Yeah, I mean, I'm all over that. 45 seems really reasonable. I mean, he, you might be looking at some sort of 80% ownership in some of these things. I mean, 45 is a steal for him. Uh, yeah. I mean, I just keep looking at Blackman. I always think the same thing. I just, I love the skill set. He's got the power. He's got the speed. He's, I mean, he's got a great matchup. If he doesn't, if he doesn't have a good game, then I just don't want to, I just, I just want to throw in your, your analyst towel and just say, what the hell? Uh, it's process, not outcome. Uh, you process, know, what? well, look, the pro- I love the process and, and I, <laughs> I can't imagine the outcome not being good, but let's right. keep going to some of these other guys. Sure. Carlos Gonzalez, 4,000. Choosing between the two of them, if you have to, I'm still going Blackman for the 500 more. Do you agree absolutely. with that? Oh, yeah, yeah. The extra bat or two. Well, not or two. The extra bat, even though they hit close in the order. No, absolutely Blackman. Now, Mark Trumbo at 39. We yeah. were already talking a little bit earlier, yeah. too. There's another yeah. bat that I think is yep. certainly in a price tag where you can get behind that. The righty-lefty matchup. Pomeranz is – look <laughs> – I'm sorry, guys. I mean, I know everyone keeps trying to think of Pomeranz as that guy who had a couple good months in San Diego last year, but had anyone seen what happened in the second half of last year? And I'm, I'm just going to keep going at it. Yeah, well, I'm a Red Sox fan, so I, I mean, I don't let that interfere with my, my, my analysis. I don't know that I will, you know, <laughs> I won't often stack against the Red Sox just because I don't play the sort of uh, volume that you have to worry about that sort of thing. So I can be a fan at times, but tomorrow's just too good to power. Tonight's just too good to pass up with the, uh, with the matchup, but you know, Pomerantz, I, I, he's one of those guys. I need, I think it's there. I need to, when I'm, when I'm arguing with some friends, just as, as a Red Sox fan and they're all mad about the trade, I'm, you know, I try to, you know, I think it was an okay trade. I like what Pomerantz can do, you know, but from the, uh, from a fantasy baseball perspective, I am in a wait and see mode. Well, Anderson Espinosa, too, just dealing with some uh, elbow issues, right, it looks like. Right, so, right, you know, right, stay right. tuned. We'll see who wins that one. We're all said and done. It might, be a, might yeah. be a loss on both ends. Who knows at this point? <laughs> uh, Starling Marte, 3,700. Uh, you know, we talked a little about Tyon before, but I still look, come back to this game here. And if you're afraid of the pitchers, something you can do is go with the hitters because it's very rare that games get rained out right. in Major League Baseball. And Marte is another guy with a great skill set. He's got some pop. He's got speed. And for 3,700, that's another guy in terms of value against rookie Davis. Again, I just the greatest name in the history of uh, baseball. I, I told, I think it was on the other night with uh, John McKechnie, and I said, doesn't rookie Davis sound like a, <laughs> doesn't sound like a, a Nintendo placeholder name in some video game that like, well, they couldn't afford to have the real guys. So they had like paid a fake name in there and that's him. It's, it's rookie Davis. But going to these guys, you've got Marte, you've got McCutcheon. Any of them pop out to you? Uh, I mean, not bad. Not, I mean, none of them, none of them just pop, but they're always good matchups, I suppose. But none of the. Uh, I mean, we talked Trumbo, Marte McCutcheon. Okay, I mean, if you play if you play volume, I guess you want some exposure against the rookie. But I'm not forcing it. Hunter Renfro uh, to me is another intriguing option if you want to go on the other side of this Colorado game. I, I understand yeah. Sensatella is you know is out there and had a, a decent first outing, but. You know, when you're looking for some other guys with a little bit of pop, it, it, you know, as bad as the San Diego lineup is, and it, and it is pretty bad for the most part, guys like Renfro, guys like Will Myers out there, to me, I think you should pay attention to them in spots like this because they're, I mean, Sensatella is far, to me, not a guy that is unbeatable just because he had one good start against Milwaukee last week. I'm not all of a sudden going to throw in the towel. So do you think there's anything to paying attention to some of those Padres on the other end of this tonight? Yeah, I don't want to stack Padres, but I don't mind a one-off where you're, where you're looking for the home run specifically. 
So he would be a guy, Renfro seems to be a guy that's going to put a lot of balls in the air. And that's what you want to do in Colorado. You want to get that loft. So for sure, Renfro, you know, 36 is a little up there as far as just kind of a one-off kind of guy. But if you can work it in, he's definitely on the list. We got, for $100 more, now this is more of a cash play because – I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't. I don't like using guys that are hot or coming off of a big game because I think there'll be exposure. But I'm all over Adam Eaton with Lance Lynn. Right. No, but he's coming off another good game Monday night, so I, I won't be the only one. I don't care about that in cash. Eaton's in my lineup in cash. Uh, probably not going to use him in in, in a uh, in a GPP just because there's so many other options, and he'll have some exposure just because he's so playing so well. Now speaking of guys who are red hot, American League Player of the Week in Week One, Nomar Mazzara. There's yeah. another one, too. Now, it's a lefty-on-lefty lefty situation with Tyler Skaggs, but Tyler Skaggs is another one of these guys doesn't strike the fear of God into you. Uh, any chance you're rolling with Mazzara at that low price? None. None because of the lefty matchup. Well, yeah, well, I mean, I, I, yes. First of all, Mazzara, we don't know these he's going to be playing either. Right. They may take a chance. You know, obviously, you can look lineups. But that's a later game. Now, with, with FanDuel, you could choose to do the late swap or you can choose not to do the late swap, which is something to consider this year. But the... Uh, I'm go righty on righty. I will go certain lefty on lefties, depending on the matchup. I think there's too much out there. Then, you know, I'm not going Cole Calhoun against Cole Hamels either. You know, another lefty on lefty. But you know, I will use Rizzo against some lefties. I'll use you know some guys like that. I'm not going to take the chance. And you know, so much slave to the numbers. Just that you know, it's not to me. It's not worth the chance. I can be contrarian elsewhere. All right, last thought before we get out of here. Anybody else that really uh, floats your boat tonight that you see as being a really good return on investment in terms of price and matchup? Yeah, I don't mind yellow, uh, sticking the outfield. I'll, I'll find my, my highlighted places. Other one, I don't mind yellow against Cologne. I know. I, mean, I think it's, it's one of those uh, lefty, left-in hitters who likes the ball down low versus Cologne who, you know, does he ever throw the ball above the knees sort of thing? So I don't mind that matchup at all. And I actually, I think I snuck in. Looking at my highlighted players now, I think I snuck the majority of them in uh, as as we were speaking. So uh, I think we're cool. Let me check the pictures real quick. Uh, no, we touched in all those too. So that's uh, I think we got all my guys covered. Look at us. We're so efficient. See that? Yeah, well, we talk fast. Well, that's what happens, you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Hopefully uh, you'll be able to make money as quick as we talk. So uh, get out there. Get your lineups in. Get ready to go. Check that weather. Make sure you got everything locked down for tonight's games. For Todd Zola, I'm Joe Pizzapia. Have a great night of Daily Fantasy. For the ones who know safety isn't a catchphrase, it's a culture. And the ones who help make sure everyone makes it home safe. For the safety-minded who watch everyone's backs, Granger offers supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as safety assessments and training to keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.